Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday. Time for our second show in our now Monday through Thursday weekly series. And we have some exciting news for you today. We have a guest from Boulder City that's going to be on in just a moment. And he has some very interesting information from us, uh, both in formulation and in uh, all of the cabinoid, cannabinoid, cabinoid is a think about a cabinet, isn't it? Cannabinoid mixtures and things. So they are trying to get that link put up between Boulder City and usually they just click, click and it happens. But Veronica is on the phone with them out there in the West. AJ is going to be with us. And so it is my job here to say hello and good morning and uh, make sure that the show goes off on time. And that's what it's our efforts to do here today as we are waiting for our guests to arrive. Uh, one of the things that happens when we are scheduled to go on at a certain time and technology uh, happens for us most of the time and we learn to rely on it, rely on it, rely on it. And then once in a while, it doesn't do exactly what we want. Um, I have a friend, Chuck Schumacher. We have worked together in the music and entertainment business since the 60s. And uh, when I look down and see him on caller ID, about half the time that he calls, his opening line when he calls for me is, technology is not my friend. And then I know that he's got something either on his computers or, of course, he's got all sorts of digital equipment now for recording and broadcast. And he has a blues band out of Nashville with some of the finest blues players in the world. Um, uh, people who have played with the James Brown band and are working with other uh, or have recently worked with other of the biggest world touring acts. And when they're together in Nashville, they get together and they play the blues because I'm told by musicians that uh, the blues is the heart and soul of, of music. And when players play that together, there's the best uh, connection they can have. Pop music is what it is, and it's uh, you play it for money and fame, but blues is when you uh, play music with your friends. And uh, they are actually, they're done playing in nightclubs pretty much. They only play uh, broadcasts, much like we're doing here uh, over the internet. They find they get a bigger audience of real blues listeners. But as they're doing that, every once in a while he calls up and he goes, technology is not my friend. And it appears that that's what's happening this morning. So I have a news article then that I want to share with you that I found that I was just uh, very surprised about. And in that article was a, a line that was even more surprising to me. Uh, but this is a, 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 actually a warning from the DNR uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, everybody in Minnesota. And this carries, of course, forward because these things didn't get to Minnesota uh, by jumping here. But did you know, first of all, something that I didn't know is that earthworms, the things that are in our garden that we love so much that as a kid, I used to go out and uh, pick cans full of them before we would go fishing up here in northern Minnesota, of course, in the Red River Valley, no lakes. But then as we get east and out of the valley, uh, the lake country starts. And we usually were over in the Bemidji area or north of that up to Red Lake for the walleyes and ultimately up to Lake of the Woods for the big walleyes. But dad always had us uh, getting some worms. 
I think because we lost a lot of minnows. And so that's why worms were free. But with that, um, I just always grew up literally until yesterday, believing that worms were ubiquitous to this part of the country. And I find out that they were not, that earthworms were brought here by uh, white settlers um, by accident, maybe sometimes on purpose. But earthworms are not part of this part of the United States. And now we have a new problem. They're just coming into Minnesota and uh, they are a significant problem and they are nicknamed jumping words, jumping words, jumping worms, jumping worms. They're native to Asia. And here's what they do, completely different than our earthworms that dig down in the soil and our, our friends make holes through the soil for percolation and uh, leave their uh, uh, casings that are some of the best fertilizer that you can buy, uh, or you get it for free because they're in your garden, they're in our fields. Uh, the last thing a farmer wants to do is disrupt uh, what's happening under the soil as we're taking care of what's above the soil. But these jumping worms stay in the top two inches and they basically eat, kill, and destroy everything in the top two inches. Now here in the flatlands of the Red River Valley, perhaps not so bad, but in the rest of Minnesota, which is kind of rolling, and especially on river banks, ditch banks, any kind of uh, uh, non-levels surface, this is where the problem comes in because they will eat the top two inches, eat, destroy, kill the top two inches of what's in the soil. Think of that for a minute. That means all the supporting grass, all the supporting flowers, all the trees that are just starting because the cottonwood seeds uh, blew in, everything like that all of a sudden becomes nothing because these things have killed it off at the roots. The roots of those things don't get sustenance. They die, but they're still there. So you're walking along and all of a sudden you're, you're on an elevation change. And they tell me that it's almost like sliding on ice in the winter. You're walking along and your feet just give out from under you because everything in that substrata, the first two inches, has basically been eaten up and it's turned into what you would think of would be really, really good loamy soil, but it's so badly gone that plants can't nurture themselves and that it just destroys everything. It destroys all of the biome would be the right word that we have worked so hard to create and nature has done here over, well, certainly since the last ice age. This is a very, very bad thing. It was first found in Minnesota in Loring Park. I don't know if you know where that is, but if you are on Hennepin Avenue and Hennepin takes a curve all of a sudden and to the left side there, help me if I'm right, been a lot of years, uh, but that's where Loring Park is. It's where they have a lot of city events and things in the summertime for Minneapolis. And uh, they had to have been brought there, dropped there, and they have already expanded. Mostly they're expanding south right now, but they're already all the way down to Rochester. This is a bad thing. If you find them, uh, they look like our regular, pretty good nightcrawler earthworms. 
They will always have a white band about an inch from the head end, if you can determine which end of a worm is the north end or the south end. Um, the only difference is the minute you disturb them in any way, they start wriggling around and almost jump. And that's where they that's where they get their name from. If you find them, get a hold of the DNR. They are worse than zebra mussels. They are worse than emerald ash borers. They are worse than buckthorn. They are worse than Eurasian milfoil. Everybody knows one of those things as being an invasive, invasive species to Minnesota. All of these things are worse than that. And we have to just eradicate them wherever and whenever we find them. Now you're saying, hey, that's 300 miles away. But, you know, on a global scale, 300 miles away is literally in your backyard. Some kid picks a couple up because they want to go fishing. They ride in the boat 100 miles. Instantly, they've jumped a third of that distance. They get, they get settled. Uh, they make their home. They reproduce. And you have a new colony. And that's how these things move. Uh, did you see the end of Jurassic Park? And I think one of the things, one of the phrases from the original Jurassic Park was nature always finds a way. And of course, when we had giant oceans separating us from all of these invasive species, we were fine. But somehow, um, nature found a way. And, and of course, man has always helped nature along in those cases. We have been the one. We brought English sparrows here. Um, and they, of course, changed the whole balance of birds on North American continent. We're used to it now because it's been here through all of our lifetimes. These are called jumping worms. I'm trying to find their actual um, gen genetic name here, and I am not finding them, uh, not finding it in the article. Do not buy worms that are advertised as jumping worms, snake worms, Alabama jumpers are crazy worms. There's people that are raising them and selling them because of course, the concept is, wow, that would be good on the end of my fishing rod. And it probably would be. But, you know, just a couple of these, I guess even one, because they reproduce asexually, don't they? Yeah. Uh, just one of these getting away and getting into the wet soil along a lake. And we're in business. And I don't mean in business in a good way. We are in business in a very bad way. That, of course, you're saying, well, John, why are you talking about this on a hemp show? Um, wherever these get to, they are going to do bad things. If nothing else, for all of the hemp farmers, they are going to disturb the carefully ditched water escapements, everything like that. And uh, think of golf courses even. Golf courses are known to have these sweeping ups and downs. And if they start getting in, under the golf course grass and just wiping that out, groundskeepers are going to have a fit in uh, not a pretty day. So that is, you know, the big thing today that, that I had is just kind of a side note. Um, as we're waiting here, uh, Veronica, if there's any news, I have Veronica down in the green room, uh, but she has not appeared to me. And so uh, she's not giving me any hand signals. The software that we have is really neat because we have a green room, uh, just like you used to see all the way back to the Johnny Carson days. 
where folks kind of enter first and then we can bring them up uh, into, into our show. Uh, but it seems that we are not making a connection for some reason today. We know we have the right links and everything because Veronica came in on the link. So we know that to be the correct link. But I think what we're going to do then today is to say thank you. It's going to be a short chat canna uh, for this Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow, we'll try and schedule, uh, you can see there on the bottom, uh, Richard uh, from Life Cycle Hemp in Boulder City, Colorado was supposed to be our guest. We're going to try and roll him over to tomorrow or maybe Thursday. Uh, we'll see what happens. You'll get notices uh, from your Facebook and YouTube connections. Uh, we hope that you do like us on Facebook. Uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And of course, if you ring that little bell on YouTube, you will get further notifications of when we are coming on live. And we hope to see you as we grow out Chat Canna, brought to you by Prairie Products in Fargo and Canna RHX up here. That's our company in Crookston, Minnesota, doing research and development as we try and make hemp a product that is growing in fields all across the United States. What for, you say? Uh, for paper, for textiles, for cars. We're going to talk one whole show about how hemp is going to change the way they build your cars. Uh, for pharmaceutical needs, of course, CBD being the popular thing, but we haven't even touched that area of how this product can help people and pets in all of those kind of needs and all so many things that hemp is going to be good for us in our lives as food, feed, and modifying our lives and our buildings. John Reitmeyer for Canna RHX here at Chat Canna. We will see everybody tomorrow at the same time. Remember now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10 a.m. You can always catch us live. You can catch every show back on Facebook and YouTube. Looking forward to see you again tomorrow morning.